What does it mean to be successful? In a world that's obsessed with success, we don't really have a good definition of it. We have this vague idea and we just keep chasing it. So have you really stopped to ask yourself what it means to you? Is it money? Is it lifestyle? Is it influence? Is it peace and contentment? We answer that question in today's podcast. Our amazing guest is Victoria Jane, a human design coach and expert. She spent a decade working and hustling in Silicon Valley, so much so that it almost did irreparable damage to her own physical health. And this conversation is especially important as we enter the new year of 2021 when lots of people like to set goals. This would be instrumental in helping you set and sustain meaningful goals that are individual to you and no one else. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple, follow on Spotify, leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps the show get recommended to other people just like you looking for this type of content. So if you have received valuable wisdom, love, and inspiration, please share that with others. Thank you so much in advance. All right, y'all, cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. All righty. I'm here with Victoria, a human design expert. How in the hell are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? <laughs> Good. So Victoria and I, we were just vibing. I mean, we literally just hopped on the phone two minutes ago, but we're on Zoom two minutes ago. And I asked her to be on the podcast because of success. And then you just told me that you're working on redefining success because I was co- commenting, like I sent something different in your energy, like with confidence or something like that. So what i mean i know that's just a big like let's just jump right in but what what have you been working on with redefining success yeah well <laughs> so for for anyone who doesn't know me yet maybe i'll just share a little bit of context of like my Everyone my past knows you. with you know, my <laughs> totally my past with success i mm-hmm. um i mean i guess okay so what's going on for me right now has really been redefining success for myself and I have started sharing human design more publicly this year Mm -hmm. Um, prior to doing the coaching work and the human design work that I do now. I had um, a 10 year career in tech. And then, you know, prior to that growing up, just a lot of orientation towards achievement in my upbringing. And so, you know, basically undoing like 30 years of one definition of success um, in the last year. That's why we vibe because we're both projectors. We'll get into that for people who don't know human design, but briefly and that, right. And so that we have a lot of similarities that keep going. Yeah. Well, so yeah, so that's kind of like the high level piece. And I think to go a little bit more into what's been active the last couple of months is, you know, it felt like, of course I felt happy for myself that I, you know, took the scary leap that I left the, thing that I knew wasn't for me in my heart mm. and my body was telling me through my health, but I had still, and I didn't realize this really until in really recently that I still was hooked into the old definition of success. Like I thought like, I don't need approval from anyone. So I, you're saying when you quit, you were still hooked in. 
No, no. I mean, like up until a couple months ago, like since I started actively reworking on this. Yes. Because so- I, it was a blind spot. I didn't even realize. Like when I left my job at the beginning of this year, I was like, cool. I'm like making the leap. I'm like yes. changing my life. Mm-hmm. And that was really exciting. And of course, I felt happy for myself. But there was this kind of subtle layer of like, I was still pushing in the same way. Like yeah. I was like, I was still resting it. You know, if you took, if you like, someone was like following me with a camera, they'd be like, oh yeah, she's like sleeping more and she's not like, you know, working on her laptop till like 10 PM. Mm-hmm. So in that physical sense, it looked like I was taking things a little bit, um, you know, just not as intensely, but I mentally in my internal state was still thinking about what's the next thing. Mm. Um, what's the, what do I need to do? Like not actually able to sit and enjoy what I had done at all. And I was like, that's weird. Why can't I, why am I so bad at celebrating? So that's kind of what kicked this whole thing off. Man, we're so similar. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I knew I love, we were. What's, what's coming up for you? I'm curious in your own head. As well, I so that. for me, right, when I, so I left my nine to five job last year, um, October, September, September of 2019. And so I definitely, <laughs> like we really are. So like I had a hard time celebrating, um, still do to a point, right? Like it's a practice. Um, as far as, and I was still doing the same thing, even after leaving the nine to five job, meaning like, yeah, I was so stoked. I was like, yes, like this feels so good. Like, and a lot of people, when you like how they process a quitting a corporate job will look like is kind of like, you know, like you're sweeping like the, the computer and papers off the desk <laughs> and you're jumping off and you're like flipping everyone off saying F you, you know, but for me, it was like, you know, I gave like a four or five week notice. Um, and like, and I, it just felt normal. Like it wasn't some big thing. I was like, Oh, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it was just like a big confirmation. And, but when I left the nine to five world, I was kind of doing the same thing, but then also I went against it. Meaning like, I'm just going to not give a damn. Like I am just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Like sleep more, do whatever, which is fantastic. But I've been coming back to, cause for me as, um, just as a man, like Matt, I, I got lost in the sauce of too much flow of yeah. too much femininity, mm-hmm. um, which is not bad, but just for me, I've noticed like, cause I am gifted in like discipline and things like that, mm-hmm. but just making sure. So it's just finding that right mix for me, me alone of making sure I'm not just going against what I was told, right. Or stuck in that thing. Or so it just took a lot of experimenting to like, what is the right mix for me? Because I do like to do things. I do like to take action, but I also like flow. I also like time. And so just kind of structuring my day in like, certain things of having some structure but not too much totally and i just took a peek at your chart again and um, Uh (laughs) like there's basically everybody has their own blend of masculine feminine like how much structure do we need how much Mm -hmm. freedom and for you it's like you i would just looking at your chart probably do better with more structure and discipline in terms of like you know knowing when you're going to work out every day and yeah. like when you're going to eat. But then I, it looks like your mind also likes that spaciousness to be like, well, I yes. don't have to control everything. 
Yeah. Cause that's where I get my ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can, I'm always flowing and just like, like that's, that's funny. I mean, human design, holy hell. Right. As far as just like, that really is me. Like I really do love spaciousness to create and like not having that pressure and I can just do my thing. But like what you said of like that masculine discipline action structure, um, is there like a percentage ish? Well, just... so this has to do with the arrows in your chart. And so everybody has mm-hmm. four arrows. The red ones relate more to your physical body and your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for you, it's like, it looks like structure in your day, but maybe you have like a two hour block. And in that block, it's like, think, right? So there's still freedom within the structure. Okay. okay I love that. So for everyone who doesn't know human design and they're like, what in the hell is she talking about? I was like, Ben, your chart these arrows like so because you gave me a human design reading in june may may and may and for me it was just like a big confirmation of like oh this is when i feel my best and i feel like my highest and most energized and all the things um and i know that's not the case you know for everyone like for me just a big confirmation but what is human design is getting more popular but what's a how do you explain it Yeah, I like to explain it as a system that talks about our energy, how it works, so that you can live in your unique flow. Like we have all felt kind of that resistance when we try to push and make something happen versus when it's just, there's full of synchronous, your life is full of synchronicities and you can just Uh kind of go with it. And everybody has their own way of finding that synchronicity and your design tells you how to do that. I love that. That's cool. Like... So you said a system that, what was that in like one sentence? I really liked how you put that. Yeah, it's a system to help you find more flow in your life. Boom, there you go. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like, you know, if I were to describe literally what it is, we can get lost in all the details. And it's yes. like, yeah, the I Ching, the chakra system, but like, what does it actually mean for you? It means things get to be easier. Ooh, I love that. So cool. And I love how you're describing this because it does make it more simple that way instead of yeah, getting into the details. So like, if you want to get into the details, go Google or, and of course, go follow Victoria, go all the things. Um, but I just like how you put that because that's basically, that's what we're doing. And that's the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and the second piece I'll add to that is the emphasis on, we all have our own unique way of doing it. Right. Cause I think mm-hmm. going back to the success thing, it's like, there's so much um, messaging that we get either from, and a lot of it is like, you know, people are, they care for us and they want the best for us, but people are sharing their own path to success <laughs> or we see, you know, messaging on in media and that kind of thing of ha- what it's supposed to look like. So that when you're happy and like, this it's is just the not one true. Way to do this. Yeah. Right. It's just not true for, I mean, there's billions of us and we're all so different. Yeah. Right. Like top the five ways to success. Yeah. Right. It's like for one person, you know, going back to the flow versus structure for one person, maybe they want structure all the time and that's great for them. And that's kind of what the mainstream looks like right now is like, oh, if you're going to be successful, you should like plan every minute of your day and have lots of goals. But for some people to totally be like, I have no plan, but it just kind of happened to me. Like we, we can all think of people where we've heard that. Right. But that's not often talked about as a legitimate path to success. And that's cool. And because it's not like better or worse or right or wrong it's what is you like Mm -hmm. the right way is for you totally and that to me yeah just to emphasize what you've already said like that's what human design is is like 
I mean, just those two words, like it's human design, right? Like what makes you, you, and how can you utilize that to be your happiest, your most fulfilled, to make things flow, make things easy, easier, I guess. Right. Um, that's man, that's so cool. So with success, with success specifically, um, how, I mean, we briefly touched on it, but what have you, like, what have you shifted or experimented since you've now left the nine to five job? Um, cause you kind of mentioned some things I think that do apply mostly to everyone, um, earlier, but what have you specifically found that works for you now with like that structure or rest and all those things? Mm. Well, so in terms of like my actual schedule, I think a big piece of it is just embracing the amount of energy that I have to do things, which is different from a lot of people. So uh, there's different types in human design. I'm a projector, Ben, you're also a projector. Um, A lot of people, we're in the minority. So there's a lot of people who have their energy works in a different way where they can kind of get up and like be really happy, like in that nine (laughs) to five and go. And I, I mean, I used to be so jealous of my coworkers who just like, seem to really enjoy themselves. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't good at my job, but it was just like on the inside, I was like, gosh, this feels hard, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, so, so yeah, like more kind of in the transition to feel successful now, it's been embracing what used to feel like, you know, I, I judge it as like, oh, why am I different? And now it's like, oh, this is just how I work. I cool. really deeply like can read people and take in so much information and that requires a different level of uh i'm just processing so much more right so for me like i work with clients you know i'll see like two or three people a day and that's it whereas when i used to be in my job i have eight to ten meetings back to back you know for the whole day so Mm -hmm. that looks really different but what's really changed it internally for me has been this is the insight that i had in the last couple months that Mm. i was the moments that I would feel success were based on what other people were telling me, like, oh, you know, mm. you did this really well, or, or, you know, like, camp, like, good job on that. And that was like fleeting, you know, it lasts mm. for like 30 seconds a minute. But I still had this kind of internal sense that what I have been pursuing this year was like a weird, different, lesser than version of success. Like, I somehow hadn't reclaimed it for myself. So, the best analogy that I was trying to explain this to someone else. Um, that I can think of is like, if we think of everybody has their own version of success as like a flavor of like their own pie, basically, like I was kind of operating in this, oh, I have my weird, like gluten-free, dairy-free version of my success pie, but I'm in this world where everybody else is still eating like Marie Callender's or something and showing up to like the, you know, the gathering with my weird pie and being like, oh, I don't know. And now as I've reframed it for myself, I'm like, wait. No, I actually really love my dairy-free, gluten-free thing. I think it's delicious. And mm. like now really enjoying that with like my full self as opposed to feeling a little shadowy about it still, which, you know, I had been. I love that. So basically, <clears throat> that's just a fun. I love that analogy of pie, especially yeah. around this time, Thanksgiving, I, right? I know. I don't know where it came from, probably because of all the <laughs> pie. But um, that, so I guess, I mean, the question is, how does everyone find... I think there's two questions. And so it's how do you find that flavor? And then what you are doing is like finding it is completely different. And I've experienced this too. Cause a lot, we don't talk about like 
once you find it, you actually have to enjoy it mm-hmm. because right. it's like, it's totally different because you're still, com- like you said, you're still comparing your pie to someone else's, even though it's like, I like this pie the most. Mm-hmm. It's there's still, like you said, it's still shadowy of, but is this the pie for me still? Or should I yeah. be enjoying this as much as I should? So Totally. I, or, or, you know, showing up in other people like, oh, you like that pie, that weird one. This one's so much better, you know, uh, I like this <laughs> which pie. Any, yeah, totally. Which anyone who's had to like ever be on like a health protocol or like eat a different kind of diet totally gets right. Like this literally happens physically in our world. Um, but so, so, to, yeah, so yeah, how do we find? So the first is how do we find second? How do we enjoy? How do we find it? I mean, I think that. I mean, my immediate thought was follow your strategy and authority in human design, but that's kind of like a, you know, such a one-liner. I think there's a natural exploration of it that we have to go through, right? And there's this dance between taking action in the external world, right? Of, well, here's what I also believe. I believe that everybody in their, some deep core part of themselves knows exactly what they want to do, right? There's like, that soul part of you and I'm sure everyone listening who's drawn to you and your work like is connected to this part of themselves so it's like for sure listening to that and then actually acting on it in the world some way starts to lead you down that path and then once you have that whatever action happens right you take the leap of faith or you put yourself out there you get some feedback you get some information both with like the interactions with other people, but also in your own, in your own body, in your own system, like, Oh, how did that feel? Like maybe scary as hell, but I'm also like really lit up right now. And then the other piece of that dance is actually paying attention to what you feel because that's the guidance that will keep telling you what the next step is to take. I like that. And that's, that's similar to me just as far as like, I've done so many different things Mm. and like, and I will continue to, like, I'm excited to continue to evolve. Right. But I like how you said, like that real world thing is like, you got to get feedback. Um, and a lot of us are afraid of that feedback, meaning if I feel this, or if this doesn't go, or if this happens this way, then that means I'm wrong. But Mm -hmm. that's literally like, just the feedback is necessary to be like, I like what you said, like, like listening to your body and that feeling of, Ooh, I do like that or I don't like that, or it's like, okay, of all the things that I've done, what is like the similarities or the common ground of what I enjoyed about it? Yeah. And like, for me, that's how I found like, eventually, like I thought I was helping people with goals, but it took time, a lot of different things and quote unquote failures and mistakes to like realize, oh, like fear is the thing. Fear is my one of my things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I talk to so many people, you know, either as clients or in readings who are searching for, I mean, human design is great. It gives you a a blueprint for what your design is, but it doesn't give you the answers for your life. Right. You still have to (laughs) like, I wish it did sometimes. I know. (laughs) Hold on. I like this Victoria because it's like, it's such a thing to be like, we are looking for those answers. So I just liked how you said, there it doesn't give you the answers it takes away that expectation i like that yeah yeah so like with um you know we can keep using like work and career as an example somebody might know 
I want to, I want to help people, but like you still have to go and be in the world and figure out how, how to do that specifically. Right. But hopefully you keep doing that. Right. And you start to find a version of success and you'll know because things will feel and flow. Right. You're not pushing to try to prove to other people like how smart and brilliant you are, but you're putting yourself out there and people are coming to you, or at least that's, I feel like that's a very projector specific kind of way Mm -hmm. it can look, but um, we'll go with that since, since we're kind of in, we're talking about success and our own experiences. And then the second part of your question was, okay, so you find, you find the success. Now, Mm -hmm. how do you enjoy it? Gosh, I, I think this is where the, the inner, there's lots of different names for this, but it's like the shadow work, the reparenting, the reprogramming, the rewiring. It's essentially shifting whatever programs are running that are telling you, you can't enjoy it to you can, because I, I mean, I think, look at just like little kids and babies, right? They're like totally having a great time. There's no guilt or shame or like doubt or anything like that. It's just like, that's the natural state is this love and abundance and innocence. And so for myself and for the people that I've worked with, it's like, you know, something, something will happen. Some of that success will come through, but then it's thinking, thinking with the mind like oh there has to be something more or having Um, some sort of expectation rather than oh like right right now where I am something has happened and I can relax into it mm. so yeah like because we are dancing right now between like personal experiences versus general generally but the whole purpose I hope I just want to echo this of course, like we're talking personally and hopefully you can take us, you can, you know, apply that to your life. But again, don't take it like, this is what Ben and Victoria should do. So I'm going to do everything right. But you can be inspired by it. So how have you, again, we've kind of already mentioned that. How have you been able to enjoy your pie or your success right now? Yeah. Well, one thing that really came up for me when I asked myself, like, what was stopping me from being able to uh, was just looking back at my upbringing and the amount of pressure that I had felt and the, I'm just trying to figure out how detailed to go. Essentially like, you know, I I have always wanted to do well in school and, you know, a, a lot of these, these beliefs, thoughts, programs come from when we're really young. So like, you know, I had a specific memory of myself in elementary school and getting like I mean I don't even think they give you grades when you're in third grade but it's like you know or letters like, or another like good like, satis- or something. like excellent yeah. satisfactory right like meets yeah. I don't know something like that and I had maybe if it was like out of five I had gotten like the top four or five on, on all my things um, and I had been feeling really excited about it but my parents are like intense uh. and immigrant and come from like a very intense school system and to them you know parent-teacher conference I was like proud of myself and they were like we don't get it why are why are these white american teachers like so nice to you like like everybody gets a star like i don't get it Mm. and there's just like and i mean again coming from the best intention in the best of places and i can even see your face right now ben you're like holy shit that sounds kind of mean but like i totally get it no but to them it's like well we want you to be the best and if you weren't like the best you might not make it you know you might not get the opportunities that um would allow you to succeed in life so in a more material sense so you got like a four out of five you're saying 
no, I got fours and fives on everything. Okay, I felt okay. really good about it. But for them, it was like basically kind of discounting the system itself yeah. as being too soft. And so that planted the seed of doubt around like, oh, well, I can try my hardest, but can I ever really be good enough? Yep. Um, and so there were other things like that. And I hope that wasn't like too, too much of a rambly story. But no, I love that. Just realizing like how I hadn't, like I, that still persisted for me of like, oh, I can be doing well and people can be even telling me I'm doing well, but I shouldn't really believe them. Um, and starting to like, yeah. pull, like starting to pull that thorn out of my brain, right? Mm, I love this so much. Okay, cool. So again, like we're definitely similar. So like, you know, I don't come from immigrant parents and like I grew up with a lot of love and like encouragement. But for me, what it turned into is because how you usually incentivize a kid is with punishment or with uh, with reward, good hell. So for me, what actually happened eventually is not getting the reward became the punishment. Mm. So, and this still happens. Like, for example, if I'm on a, like a uh, first call with a client, um, this doesn't happen so much anymore, but like um, earlier this year, like the breakthrough call, the discovery call, if they were to sign up with me, that's my expectation. And so it's just like, yeah, that's what should have happened. But then if they don't, then it's like, what the hell, you know? And then that's when I get like, that's when that uh, punishment comes in. And that goes into like the, the celebration piece too of I've like intentionally now like signing clients or just any win of, and even before I even get it is right quote unquote, like get it. Um, and going back to achievement based things like you and I can relate to, and a lot of other people relate to, I mean, so many people, right. And like, that's why we're so successful in a lot of ways because we've chased that achievement, but then that becomes the norm. And so, and that's really not good enough because we're looking for the next thing. And then if it doesn't happen a certain way, we just feel all these ways. So how have you been able to like celebrate. So for me, I'm just like, mm. I'm like, before something even happens, I'm like, what is that thing? Like, how am I that now? Mm-hmm. It's just like, how do I want to feel? How am I that already? Mm. And so like, right, depro- deprogramming that. So how, how have you been able to like practice celebrating and like be intentional with all the success and like really embodying it and like feeling it? Yeah. Well, I also just want to react to what you shared, which is like, oh, I, I identify with that so much too, of like, because um, I, yeah, with the celebration, like I, I'm still practicing how to do that mm-hmm. well. And for me, similarly, it's this like, oh, if I do well, well, that's just the expectation. Yep. So it's not worthy of celebration. <laughs> yeah. And so all of a sudden there's like nothing ever to celebrate essentially. Yeah. Oof. So where where I am with that right now is similar to what you were saying, like, well, having to be there for myself to like, you know, give the praise to say good job, all of that. But I've had to be really careful about when and how I do it. Because before this recent kind of like deep dive, I thought I was celebrating myself. And Mm. by, by checking in every week and writing down all the things that I was proud of, but I looking back at it, I only wrote down external achievements so it was like oh you um hit this income goal or you you know went on this many like had this many interviews or whatever and that's really 
not what it's about. And so, and people can look this up if, if you want to, but there's something called growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I don't know if you've come across yeah, those terms. Growth versus fixed. Yeah. And so, um, fixed mindset is like, oh, you, you know, your qualities are innate. And so if you're talented, like you were just born with it or not. Um, and so all the compliments are around these, these things that can't change, which is kind of like, doesn't really set you up to want to take risks and yeah. try. Right. And so the growth mindset is all around, um, praise for the process essentially and the journey. So I've been really leaning into how can I celebrate the just showing up for example, cool. or, um, what else? Well, like what, really celebrating the things that I normally wouldn't. So for example, like now after I finish a reading with someone, I'll just say to myself, like, good job, which, cool. you know, my, like, there's still, I can still feel it in my brain, the cognitive dissonance of my inner child being like, this is your job. Like, why are you yeah. patting yourself on the back about it? Mm -hmm. And having to be like, thank you for your opinion. Um, we're, we're trying a new way of doing things. Right. Because, part of all of this healing has also been recognizing how that part of me in the past did serve me, right. To serve the little kid who gosh, like would have been crushed if she kept feeling like everything was worthy of celebrating and it wasn't in, in my environment. Right. And to realize that was a protector, but now I can um, change that pattern. Yo, soul family, quick interruption to tell you about all the goodies that are on my website. So whether it's personal coaching, mentoring, you want to learn how to overcome the overwhelming fear that you feel, then I invite you, if you feel that call, answer it, go to my website so you can sign up for coaching. I am enrolling a small number of peeps right now, so I'd love to meet you. I'd love to work with you and guide you through this amazing thing that we call fear. So go to feeling-free.com to sign up. The link is also in the show notes if you just want to go click that. And I also have a really cool men's program coming up in 2021 where an incredible group of men we're going to start meeting weekly. And we have incredible mentors, some of the best in the world that I know to really help men step into masculinity and master fear. So if you are a man, go check that out. It's on the website. And if you know a man, send a little nudge to him if he needs a little love in that area. All right, y'all, let's get back to this episode with Victoria. It's about to get even better. Dang, I love that so much. And anyone can take that to apply to their own life, right? Of whatever is like expected or just the minimum, how can you celebrate that? Mm -hmm. That's such against like the capitalistic American way, which I'm a fan of still, but it's like implementing the nuance and like new ways. Like anyone, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take that, you know, like after client calls or even after this conversation, like, yo, that was cool. Like a job, you know, instead of just yeah. going to the next thing. So that, that's a really cool tip. Like, I love that. Yeah. And I'll just add like, so right after I had this kind of initial epiphany, I was like, I need, I need examples of what this could look like. Because honestly, I was like, if I try to imagine being there for myself in this way that I would like to, like, I honestly don't even know what that looks like. And shortly thereafter, I was on, on Instagram and I saw somebody had reposted the t this text from her mom about like a blog post she had wrote. This person's a blogger. So first of all, in my mind, I'm like, why, why is your mom complimenting you on doing something that's part of your job? Whatever. <laughs> and then the text itself was so sweet. And I let myself really take it in. Whereas huh. my normal patterning would have been just to write it off. Like, you know, same thing that I saw modeled with that elementary school example, like 
so soft, like all these extra kudos, like whatever, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm paraphrasing here, but the message was like, you're such a unique individual. I'm so proud of you. You inspire me. I love you. And I was like, oh my God, like, what would it actually mean for someone to tell me that just for sharing a piece of myself in my work? Because that's another thing is I think the work that you and I both do is so much so much more part of who we are and how we want to how yes. we want to show up in the world and our values, right? Yeah, like not it that, is us. Right. Not that like I get lost in my identity of work, but it, what I share is part of who I am, I think. Mm. And so to also think about getting that feedback from somebody and realizing like how much they would really see me, which obviously feels really good for projectors, um, and to really be celebrated for that. So that was also just another little helpful fragment. I love that. That's cool. When people ask you about purpose or like, how do I find my purpose? Do people ask you that? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> like I assume like, so do people come to you for readings and stuff trying to like find their purpose? And then how do you respond to that? Mm. Yeah. So people ask about that all the time. And I think a lot of the time when the question is asked, it's how, you know, how can I have an impact and this kind of maybe subtle expectation that there's, there's like, I'll tell them something where they can like kind of put on that hat and just be it and then they're done. And human design is about energy, right? So to make that more concrete, um, all of the numbers and in the chart, which are also called gates, are different gifts that each person has. So there are certain gifts that are really going to be important for you to express. So for example, someone might be really good at creating, like creating closeness with people, creating connections with people. And that is part of their purpose. But you can create connection with someone, whether you're a doctor or a teacher or an accountant or, you know, like in any profession. And you can you can also be that in your community with your friendships and with your family. So the purpose answer that I end up giving is much less about that. Here's what you should go do. And instead, here's what you're really good at, really celebrating and recognizing that within yourself and allowing yourself to show up that way. Because a lot of the, the gifts that we have don't show up in like a strengths finders test or like a, you know, something that we think of as like a hard skill that you would put on your resume. I love that. That's cool. What, what is, what's just like a cool, how have you seen that? Like with a client and mm. like how, what's a cool story like that you've seen where they've taken that or something different from a reading or the, you know, their chart, mm-hmm. like applying it to their life. And then they've come back just like, I'm just interested to see like a unique way that someone has now applied this to their life and now they're thriving in X way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's two people to come to mind and maybe I'll talk about both because they're pretty different. So one person, she is a manifester. And so, um, we actually, will you talk about, yeah, Yeah, I just mentioned the types. So people are like, cause I know more, more people now than ever know what this is, but the jargon, what are the types? Totally. So there's five different types in human design and each type has its own energetic purpose. So manifestors, are really here to start things. Um, and there's more 
yeah, they're really here to start things. They have a big energy. They're here to kind of be the energetic leaders where it's like, if they just do whatever they want, like movements will happen. And I'll get, I'll touch on the other types um, when I get to the other person. But Mm -hmm. so this manifestor client, she well, a common thing for a lot of manifestors is that they, because they, they are so big and they, they know what they want, even as little kids, the, the pushback that they might kind of come up against throughout their lives is like, you're too much, like don't rub people the wrong way. And so they start to kind of dim mm-hmm. their natural, um, you know, their natural bigness. So I was working with one manifester and she has always wanted to be an artist and in fact, she like got into art school. She studied art in college. Like, you know, from every, from the outside is like very creative, but had her own, um, her own conditioning, her own programming around like why, you know, creativity was less than, yeah. um, you know, like book smart or whatever. And that she, so she'd been trying really hard to, to kind of fit into this other mold. And the more we dug into well, what are your natural gifts and how do your, how does your natural energy work? She could start to feel like, oh, there is this creative part of me that is true. And how can I now show up in the world in this way? And so like in our last couple sessions, um, she had started working into like, I'm an artist when she started introducing herself to people. And that mm. was huge, you know? Um, so that's, that's obviously still, that journey is still unfolding, but it was really amazing to see you know, from her first session, like just the lack of clarity to like really owning this piece owning of her. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's another client who's a manifesting generator. And this, this is another type where both manifesting generators and generators. So these are two other types. They have this inner fire where it's like, they want to do the things that light, light them up. And the more they do it, the, you know, they can get all jazzed and go all day. And specific so really their overall purpose is to pursue the things that they enjoy because they're so magnetic when that happens and it's such a loss to themselves and other people to force themselves to do things they don't want to do even though they can because they well they can short term um, because they have energy so the big conditioning there is like oh really saying no to the things that feel like a no and not ignoring it because they have a strong Mm -hmm. both these types have a strong gut intuition about things so with this manifesting generator, um, she has a very logical mind and is really good at like kind of coming up with the right norms and rules around things. And so she actually wanted to go freelance within her own accounting practice, but there was so much fear around it. And so working through, like I helped work, um, supported her in working through different abundance blocks and fears. Cool. And like she's at the point now where like she was telling me about this big purchase that she and her partner were thinking about. And she was like, yeah. And now I'm the one that's like, well, it's worth it. Let's just go for it. It's going to make us feel better. And like really trusting that. So it doesn't always fit together in like such a neat way, but all of the pieces really come back to this. Like, do you trust your own, what we call authority in human design, which is just your intuition, which can be different for different people, whether Mm -hmm. it's your, your gut or your instincts. Um, or for you, it's like your sense of self and your, your sense of direction in life. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but that was the second person. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so then what are the other three types? Yes. So then there are, well, so we talked about three already, manifestors, manifesting generators and generators. And then there's projectors, which we both are. And we have 
the unique there's there's some parts of our chart that are white so there's this openness where we can sense other people's energy and as a result really be helpful guides to, f to feel into like how how can I make this better how can I point out to you you know what you need to tweak and so I see a lot of projectors in these kind of like coaching guiding roles um, and then lastly there's reflectors which are the most rare and their chart is completely white and so they're really able to feel everything so deeply around other people they can tell like I mean they can really sense if someone is like legit or not essentially right because they can literally become them um, and mm. because they can reflect what's going on around them as their name implies they really have this ability to show everyone who they have the highest potential to be and there's also this equanimity of like really being able to say you know i could i, I get this person i get that, that person i get this other person's experience and so when we can embrace all of it there's this new level of non-judgment acceptance wholeness that they can really show everybody else how to how to tap into cool i love that and then for everyone we'll put a link in the description slash show notes so people can go take the quiz they can find out what you are um earlier you were talking about like the work that you've been doing um like with the whole success thing and like how it's never enough how have you been doing that well i mean i guess part of it has been the the reflecting on my just like the different experiences that have imprinted themselves into how i think about success mm. um there's I mean, there's some of the tactical things like the congratulating myself every time I finish something. Right. And I think the other piece, I mean, so much of it is just like, but how did you become aware of that? Oh, how did I become aware of it? Mm -hmm. This is where I think I'm going to get a little woo, -woo but the, yes, the go. universe just sends the nudges to look at this. So first I think I had been listening to a podcast where someone was like talking about defining success for yourself. And I was like, huh. Hmm, you know, like I've thought about this before, but let me just like go through the exercise again. And I realized when I, when I did it, I was like, this is really unsatisfying. And there are a couple instances of that where something in my sphere kind of nudged this idea, like bumped it up to me of success. And, and I'm usually like, you know, I have my own practice and I'm, I feel like pretty able to, to get to things if, if I'm, if it's the right time. And so I've had a couple of weeks of this where I was unsatisfied with what I was coming up with. And then I had a conversation with someone and she, she was like, well, with Christina, who we both know. And mm -hmm. she was like, I think, I think you're still looking for approval from your parents. And I was like, no, no, I'm definitely not. Like <laughs> I, I just saw them and like, you know, we had talked about work and I could tell they don't understand what I do. And I was fine mm -hmm. with it. Um, and she was like, okay, well, just think about it some more. And when I did, that's when I had the awareness of this, what was a blind spot about still being hooked into this old idea of success. So it wasn't so literal in the parental sense, but there was this, it was still colored by their belief structure. Cool. Yeah. So I wasn't chasing it, I guess, because I maybe the question's coming from like, for the people out there who want to look at this, what can they do? <laughs> And I mean, I think that it wasn't really so much doing in an external way of trying to find this, but 
for whatever reason, it was the right time for me to see this blind spot. And then mm. the internal work of, you know, the other pieces that we've talked about around reflecting. That's cool. So how have you been able to like detach from the, those like beliefs or behaviors and influences mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. structure? So not necessarily the pressure from the parents, but that belief structure. Yeah. I, yeah. So this is where like the reparenting, the shadow work come in. I mm-hmm. think um, which I've been doing for years. So I have my own little like journaling exercises and like meditations that I do. But I think one big piece is for me was connecting with that, my inner child, like me at that time and what was going on for her fully feeling the emotions because that's what's it. I almost, this might not be like scientifically correct, but I almost think Mm -hmm. of it as this like little pocket of like a memory that's in my brain and it's still alive with emotion. And so really fully feeling it allows, allows us to tap into that part of the brain and then shifting from that feeling into the new, more expanded feeling. So for me, it was feeling like, you know, like so crushed in that moment, for example, and then connecting to, you know, my higher self, my adult self now, and having her come in, you know, in meditation and in, in journaling and offering a, a different alternative of like, well, actually, you did really great and I'm proud of you. Cool. Um, and, and feeling that feeling. So, so much of this is like, so this is getting more into like the nervous system and the endocrine system. And I think there's a lot around how our beliefs shape our reality, but it's more than the belief, I believe. It's also the feeling too, because that's what's triggering the whole cast. tied in, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's triggering the whole cascade of what you're physically like somatically feeling. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was some of the work that I did. And the other piece, which I maybe touched on earlier too, was really taking the time to recognize and thank that belief structure, that part of me. Right. Of like, Oh yeah. Like I had to mm, really hold a high standard and not celebrate it for a long time. And that's what, got me going like really really blessing that yeah. that past um and not not like pushing it away or resisting it but that. embracing it and then letting it kind of take a seat at the back of the bus i love that so much yeah because so many of us right is like we think that that we need to like hate it or that it was wrong or that it it was a disservice to us i was like no that was exactly what needed to happen. You were spot, you're, you were responding exactly as you should have. Mm-hmm. So I, lo- I love how you said to thank yourself. Cause that's literally what it is. It's like, I was doing exactly what I should have based on like my environment, based on just what was happening. So like, yo, thanks little, thanks little V. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. like you were doing exactly like you're freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you brought me here. That's so cool. Are you open to do an exercise with me? Yeah. <laughs> Always. Okay, cool. Um, just because this is fun and I feel called to it. So, mm-hmm. all right. So you mentioned earlier your belief around this whole thing, around like success and not being good enough. Um, do you remember exactly what that was? How I said it? No. <laughs> okay. But it was, yeah. So it was somewhere along the lines of like, um, like how did you feel when your parents like when you were getting fours and fives and they're like, it's still not good enough. What was that feeling? Mm. I think there was honestly probably like a little bit of confusion and then this kind of sinking, like, Oh shit. 
oh, oh. like mm-hmm. mm, Yeah, I mean, honestly, what it feels like is this kind of like this, this sinking and this draining away of my power to like, now I need to go find something externally, really. Mm. So was it like, no matter what you do, it's not good enough? Was that like, yeah, or, or it'll be like discounted? I know that that might be general. Is there something more specific? Because mm-hmm. it's like, because like, even like the system is like, because mm-hmm. at that point, right, it was like, I literally did. It was something yeah. around your best because it was yeah, like, yeah. So I think like what I took away from it is you, you, you need to do the best you can within the system and it's still not good enough. Yes. Boom. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah. We found it again. Yeah. I love it. Right. So you have to do your best, but even then it's still not good enough. Correct. Boom. So how does that feel? Does that feel like resonant? Uh, it feels yes. Yeah. With that older part. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, how, and this question is coming to mind, how much joy do you think you lost? So on a scale of zero to hundred percent from that one belief, from thinking that my best, like I have to give my best, but even then it's still not good enough. How much joy did that steal from you? Over the course of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is out and this is out of a hundred. Yeah. Just the first number that comes to mind. Um, like 98, 98. Yeah. How does that feel? Um, I mean, kind of hilarious right now because like, (laughs) you know, I've had a couple, like I had some time to work through it, Uh but if I were thinking about this for the first time and be like, Oh shit, that sucks. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's almost all of your life. Yeah. So again, thank you, Victoria, for, for going here (laughs) with us. This is fun. Like, so like you really believe so like 98% of your joy was really stolen because I mean, it makes sense though. I'm just really hammering this in for people listening. Like you're awesome for being like an example because 98%, of course, like it completely makes sense that 98% of your joy is lost because you're, you have to, it's an absolute must to give your best, but then even then it's rigged and it's still Mm -hmm. not there. It's still not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially the, the have to part, right? It's like everything became an obligation. Yeah. This is a huge point for success for everyone um, because we're chasing for a point that's never there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to go through five different steps of um, reframing this. So the thought of like, I have to give my best and my best isn't enough. And I know you've know you already worked through this, so this would be relatively quick and easy for you. Um, but everyone who's listening, you can take these five steps and like apply them to your own life. Is like, all I like to ask is like, is this true? Yes yeah. or no? Well, so you want me to answer it now? Yeah, yes or no. Is that true? That you have to give your best and it's still not good enough? As if I were in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. No, like, or, or just right, right now. now, just right now. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So say it again. Cause I think I flipped it in my head. You're okay. So yes or no, is it a hundred percent fundamentally foundationally true? Yes or no, that you, you have to oh. give your best and it's still not good enough. No, no. Cool. And like, I know you feel that. I know you're not just saying that because it's like, that's what I'm supposed to say. I know you feel that. So does believing that 
you have to give your best and it's still not good enough. Does that, does that, or did that benefit you? Oh yeah, totally. Well, no. So like, did you in the past? Wait. So did believing that your best, you have to give your best and it's still not good enough. Did that benefit you? Yes or no? In the past? Yes. Yeah. How did it benefit you? Um, it allowed me to have a thick enough skin to survive the, must survive as well. Yeah. To kind of, to move through the expectations that were true for me at that time. I love this. Cool. So this is cool because people be able to see your thought process of like your past, but then the next question is, does it benefit you now? No. It's actually really detrimental, right? Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like, it's horrendous. It's, it's still, even yeah. though it's beneficial. I mean, I want, I want more joy now. I want more than two points of joy. Oh, hell yeah. You want to, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so what's another alternative or what's a pot, what's another possibility instead of believing that I have to give my best and it's still not good enough. What's just another alternative to that? Yeah. Um, when I'm doing what's aligned, it's inherently enough. Ooh, I love that. And kind of even what you mentioned earlier, right? Of like, it was exactly what you needed to do and it actually did benefit you. Like it brought you here. I think that's just another like way to flip that. So my last question is like, what do you want to believe? So if you could, if you had Victoria in the womb, right. And like you were beep, 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 like programming yourself, mm. what do you want to believe going forward? I am successful. Period. Period. I love that. Like no matter what, just like you just are like you already are success. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I like to keep it really simple with my, I am statements. I love that. Because I find it allows for so much more flexibility. Mm. I really like that. So we, you went from, I have to give my best. And even then, it's still not good enough into I am successful, period. Mm-hmm. What is and that? This is, yeah. What were you going to say? Well, and this is like just something funny that I do, but I muscle test myself on this, the last statement to see like how much it's stuck because I'm like... <laughs> Like, yeah, did it so, work? So what is that? Yeah. So I, I mean, people can like YouTube this or whatever, but there's different ways to muscle test. Some people do like, oh, okay, well, we're video, right? So mm. like some people do like a, they like pull a circle with their finger. And basically the idea is when you, when something is true in your body, there's a certain strength. And if something's alive, mm. there's a certain like collapsing. So for me, I just do two fingers and I'll, I'll say like, I am successful and it tests strong. Or, cool. but if I say something I don't believe, which my name is Ben. <laughs> like it just like, there's like a weakness that comes through because it's not an integrity. So I, love I that. do that for myself to see how I'm doing. That's cool. I'm gonna take that. I love that. Yeah. Um, it takes a little bit of practice if if you haven't done it before. Like it's feeling like, into it. Well, I I know for myself, I'm like, wait, does that really work? You know, so it's like mm-hmm. your beliefs can start if you overthink it, it can get a little funky. But just like if you watch some YouTube videos, you'll you'll know how it works, and then it'll be muscle soon. testing. Yeah. Cool. I love that. So thank you for going through that with me. Cause I was just like a very quick, very basic thing of how and what inspired me to do that is when you said our beliefs and our emotions. So mm-hmm. what, how I believe is I view us like a tree. And so our thoughts are like the wispy leaves kind of just blowing in the wind and changing all the time. Right. 
Um, and they're just kind of all over the place. There's lots of them. And then the branches is like the emotion. Um, the trunk is our behavior. And then the root is our belief. And so really what that does, right, is because our beliefs are the absolute thing that lead us to do anything, but it, they're very, it's all tied to like a thought, right? So like a lot of people don't realize that it's, I'm having this thought, this simple thought that um, I don't like, you know, like I'm trying to still be successful for my parents. Why don't they understand me or whatever? Like you might just have like a little thought but the root of that is like deeply tied to something. And so, but, and why I just like the exercise. So thank you for doing that is like, usually like you already had the belief, but once you take that thought, you understand what the belief is and then you can reframe that belief. And like now any time that you or anyone else will go into a scenario where it's you're questioning your success or whatever that may be, you know, is like, boom now you can feel that feeling that you've had now that with like the muscle testing too is like, no, I am successful period. Like no ifs, no buts. And what I really like about what you added to that is because our brain does think in absolutes. So it, there, there is no wiggle room between like when you had that belief of I have to give my best and even my best is not enough. That is also a period. There's no, no, there's no dot, dot, dot. There's no comma. It's basically, and like you said, you lost 98% of your joy because that's just a repeating, like, I suck <laughs> over and over and over, right? And so that's what's cool now that you, but you've already done this, like having this mantra of allowing that, that room, that broad spectrum of like, I am successful, like, cause you are like, just because you hear, you're here like now. Mm-hmm. So what I'm just trying to say is thank you. That was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. It was a little (laughs) live action workshop. A little live action workshop. (laughs) So you said earlier about a podcast that reminded you of like how to create your definition of success. Did you just like write that down? Like my definition of success is or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a solo, somebody was doing like their own solo episode. So they were just talking about their journey to their success, essentially. And they were like, yeah. And like, you know, everybody should have their own definition of success. And I was like, yeah, they, they should. And it's like, I guess I haven't thought about that in a while. So I just sat down and wrote some stuff out. And do you remember what I it could is? tell, I could tell it didn't resonate, you know? Um, mm. Well, I had so at the time, like, so at the time yeah. it didn't resonate what you wrote down. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I cool. sat and I wrote some things down cause I was like, well, I'm doing this, but you know, I think I had like a certain level of income. I had a certain sort of like schedule. So it was like, you know, this amount of time off or whatever um and then and then like you know how I could help people of course but I didn't feel it as anything in my body right it wasn't like Mm. oh this feels good oh my heart is excited about this it was just like well I think this is what it's supposed to look like Mm. that's cool so you have adjusted it to really a lot more feeling instead of just what it looks like um honestly I well I haven't gone gone back to update it um (laughs) well what would you say now what is your definition of success right but i think (laughs) what it is now is actually actually realizing that it's not even about like taking this like this is what success looks like and having this fixed um list of characteristics but it's an ongoing feeling all the time so why i love this victoria is it's so you are aligned 
because that goes exactly with I am successful, period. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it is fluctuating. It is going to change. It is, it is a feeling instead of just like what it looks like. So I, yeah. So you're yeah, aligned. And, thank you. <laughs> well, and another like analogy for myself that might be helpful for people is it makes me think of like, uh, like body goals too. And, mm. you know, I have my own history with disordered eating and body image stuff. So like, I remember when I was on that whole journey of really healing and being like, okay, so how can I work out, but not, have all of these like you know just all the the noise and the chatter in the head like how is it possible to have yeah like have certain goals but not have them come from a punishing place because if i have certain the old way of thinking was if you have expectations it has to imply you're not good enough and so same thing now with success where it's this free frame of like well you know, I, you know, that original list that I made, like those things can still be true. Like if generally I want them, but it's not the core, um, mm. soul of success, I guess. Oh, I love that. man. that's <laughs> important too. Right. Cause again, what you're saying is like, it's not wrong. It's not bad. Like those are still important. Like, yes, I want money. Yes. I want this house. Yes. I want this lifestyle, whatever, but that's not the core. That's not the soul. Right. So that sounds like either the name of this podcast or your future book, The Soul of Success. <laughs> wow, I like that. <laughs> there you go. Just give me, you know, just like, just 2% for instead of, because, you know, it equals <laughs> two points of joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We can chat more. We can chat more. Um, as we get close to closing, what for each, ty- each type of human design I know it, it might, they might not say success, but whatever that word is synonymous with, how does each type find mm-hmm. or receive or attract or feel success? Yeah, yeah. Well, so where this whole conversation even stemmed from was <laughs> yeah. I had written a post about for projectors, like you don't have to go out and chase success. It, it just comes to you when you're yes. living in alignment with your design. So each type has what's called the signature, which is like the key emotion that you feel when you're really in flow. And it has so much to do with like what each type like really, really craves to feel because it's tied to their purpose. So for projectors as the guides, you know, we, we see other people so deeply and we want to be seen and recognized ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so success is a really important theme. And I think we've just had like an hour long conversation (laughs) about how to find that for yourself. That of course applies to all the other types too, because you know, we're all human and we can all identify with these to some extent, but it's really what is the, the most important thing for you. So for the other types, um, for generators and manifesting generators, their key emotion that they'll feel is satisfaction. Satisfaction with their life when they're able to do whatever it is that, you, that really lights you up. Because it's like that, that inner fire is like, ah, oh, yes, I can just do this and I can really enjoy it. And so to really find that, it's about saying no to the things that are really a no to create space where all of a sudden like all you have to do is pursue that fun that play that joy and there this is where the the reprogramming work can come in because it's like well what is your relationship to play do you think Mm. it's only you're only allowed to play on saturday and sunday or can your whole life be satisfied or after you get something me is like i have to do this before that Exactly. So, so that's for generators and manifesting generators for manifestors, their signature is peace. So it's Mm. like when they can just let themselves do whatever the hell they want to do, 
no guilt, no dilution, no trying to work around other people, and they just feel free, then it's peace. So a question for manifesting generators to think about is, um, what do you really want that freedom to look like? And how can you give that to yourself? Mm. And once you kind of like just cut away all the strings tying you to the things that are going to hold you back from that, then you can tap into your peace. And then lastly, for reflectors, they, because they're really, they can change so much depending on where they're at, right? They're here to really not be in any boxes. And when they fully let go of trying to identify with any label, they just let themselves become whoever they are in that moment. They get to be surprised or delighted by life is kind of how I think about it. So it's like, they're just, if life was like a carnival, there's like running around like at all the rides and like fully mm. like, wow, this is amazing. Dang. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like simply put too. I love that. Um, of course, uh, in the show notes where you can go follow Victoria and I highly suggest, you know, book a reading like it. It's really cool. Actually, since you said you had my chart up, yeah. what is it called? Cause I tell people, what was the coolest thing that I remember is like, I don't have any innate fears. Yeah. What, what yeah. is that thing? Cause I so think that'd be fun to, totally. for people to hear. So your spleen, the spleen, all there's, okay. There's different shapes in the chart. <laughs> I can tell I'm like, wait, what do I, um, yeah. so there's different shapes in the chart and each shape has a certain energy and kind of theme to it. And so the spleen is all around survival and like animal instincts and it's also where our primal fears live because you know if we were worried about not making it through a drought we would be sure to drill wells and like you mm -hmm. know figure things out and so there's no good or bad in human design right people with a defined spleen that has its own gifts but for an undefined spleen and for you a completely open spleen which means there's no gates it's just like totally white um you have no, so no, when you say gates, no lines, no lines. Yeah. Right. Um, you have no fears that are really innate to you. So you're the kind of person that could think about a dangerous situation. Like, I don't know, walking into a dark alleyway and whereas someone else might be like, Oh my gosh, terrifying. You'd be like, hmm, I don't know, like go check it out. Right. And so there's like obviously pros and cons to that, but <laughs> the, the, the gift of it is like one, you can be very, intuitive and empathic about what are other people fearful about mm -hmm. and then also you you can really go through your own journey of working through any fears you have and then show other people how to do that which is literally what you do right now so i just think that's so amazing yeah i love that thank you for reminding me of that just because i've been thinking of that when i tell people that's like well that's like yeah like you said literally what i'm doing so it is crazy the power of human design, the power of alignment, the power of flow and ease and joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Other truly, things. I mean, it's so amazing to, to talk to people about their designs and hear like from you, you're like, Oh, I, I am already living my design in so many ways. And so it just reaffirms how you've intuitively been acting, even though there might not be this kind of external modeling of like, Oh, well, that's, that's the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. Like Victoria, this was awesome. And because, because human design is so compl complex, I really loved how we focused on the success or redefining success. This is like, this is, I love this. Like, thank you. This is Same. cool. 
Yeah, thank you so much for being such a great question asker and <laughs> exercise leader. You know, of course, you're so welcome. Is there anything on your on your heart that you feel called to share right now? I think just that I know that it's been an interesting year for everyone and one of the things that I'm seeing a lot with people that come through my door is how can I start living in more integrity with who I really am, right? Like starting to see through some of the cracks or the things that they used to tolerate that they don't want to anymore. And I just feel so lucky that human design gets to be a tool for that as well. Dang. I love that. Well, you're an awesome Holt. I, was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mixed whole. Oh my God. I mixed soul and human. So I said, you're an awesome whole. <laughs> But, I love it. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> which means you're just a whole human. You're a whole soul. That's what I mean. Yes. You're a full whole human. So thank you. And on that note, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so fun to talk to you always, Ben. All right, y'all. You know what to do. If you haven't already, please follow on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple slash iTunes rate and review because it makes the world a better place. If you love this podcast, make sure you see, make sure that you help others see it too. So when you leave a review, it helps it get recommended to people just like you. Thank you so much in advance and make sure you follow Victoria. All of her links are in the description. They are in the show notes. She is an incredible human. So make sure you go connect with her and tag us on Instagram. If you are listening to this podcast, take a screenshot share it on your story and tag me and Victoria. That would be dope. Thank you. You are an incredible soul. I appreciate you. 